Hello, everyone, and welcome out to The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. I'm your host of the most, Nick Nitro. And before we get into tonight's awesome story, not story, I should say, uh, show, quick shout out to those who make this show possible. First off, let's get the shit I do out of the way, a.k.a. the S-I-D, the shit I do. First off, Ultimate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or UTMNT. Go to UTMNT.com to read the first two issues of UTMNT. Check them out. Again, UTMNT.com. And another thing I do, which I hope you check out, and it won the award for best writing for fan uh, adaptation, is the magically unauthorized Misadventures of Rocky in Bullwinkle. So check that out. You can check that out by going to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, which are brand new, um, which is pretty freaking cool. We're slowly updating the rest of the site to get those links out there to everybody. Again, gbgpresentspod.com. Now, some other sponsors that help really make the show possible. Packrat Comics. These guys are not only awesome to us, they're awesome to their fans. If you're in the local Columbus, Ohio area, go to Old Hilliard, Ohio, a little subsection of Columbus, and go to Packrat Comics. Packrat Comics is a family-friendly store. The 2015 winner of the Best Retail Location Packrat Comics has all your board games, comic books, graphic novels, t-shirts, role-playing games, collectible card games, and more. For more information, go to packratcomics.com and give them the old looky-loo. And you know what? If you go in, tell them that the good, the bad, and the geeky podcast sent you. I don't know what that will do, but I think it'll be pretty cool. And they'll go, oh, hey, awesome. And also Audible. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky for an audiobook free in a 30-day trial. That 30-day trial opens up over 200,000 titles to choose from for your free book. And I mean audiobook by that. And, you know, look, Audible is a great way if you don't have time to actually read uh, the books or say maybe you are a hardcover guy like myself. Not a big fan of the paperback, but it's either the paper, it's either the hardback or the audiobook. Well, you know what? Audible is a great source for that. I just finished The Girl on the Train uh, a week or two ago. It's a really good book. And because I listen to all my podcasts and my audiobooks because they're kind of the same thing to me in my car when I'm driving and uh, it, it is so much fun to be part of a great awesome uh, uh, community over at Audible so audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky and the other nice thing is that a uh, little dough towards Audible if you uh, try to, to try the trial so to speak a little green goes our way and helps support our show so again audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky and finally, we are part of the It's All Been Done Presents Network, or IBDP. Yeah, you know me. And speaking of the IBDP, great minds think alike. The same can be said for naughty minds, too. Have a pension for the pervy, a liking for the lovin', feeling frisky on Fridays. Then dive face first into dirty story night. Every month, a new theme is picked for network members to write and perform their stories. And at the end is a winner. And that winner is chosen by the group. It's all been done anyway, so check out ibdpresents.com. All right, guys. On this awesome episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky, we proudly welcome out on the show Austin from Packrat Comics. Along for the ride is his good friend, Anthony. I had such a blast 
uh, you know, talking to these fine gentlemen who are huge nerds and geeks. I had no idea where the conversation was going to go. And as I've said before, we inception, 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 and just kept going. It was a lot of fun. It's also really cool that these two are working on a podcast of their own. And it's an anime video podcast, and the main channel, when they are ready, I believe, will be called Filler Fighters. And it will feature mostly video podcasts, but occasionally audio ones, too. I'm really psyched for it. Matter of fact, I'm going to try to get them back on the show right when, the, right when it launches, or maybe even not when it launches, because I really had so much fun. We spoke for over an hour and a half, and again, it was so much fun. It was a blast. And, you know, because you always go into some things like this... Um, you know, like I recorded with Dallas a few episodes ago. Um, it was I've never recorded a normal talking podcast episode with him. It's always been very scripted, so there was always on my end a little bit of nervousness of how will it go. And of course, it was a lot of fun. But this one especially, because um, I know Dallas, I, I kind of know Austin, um, and I didn't know Anthony at all. And it was all over the place, but it was a lot of fun, and we covered so many great topics. But and there has to be a but. Because sometimes I like butts, but this is not a butt I like. Childish humor aside, what is a real bummer, though, is that we lost half the audio. And by that, I really mean uh, literally out of an hour and a half conversation, I lost everything past 48 minutes or so. So what you're going to hear is everything that we recorded up until we, we lost it, so to speak. So um, Austin and Anthony already know about it. Um, it was such heartbreaking because we didn't get to really talk about anime and we can't, uh, answer the last half of the Star Wars conversation we were having, which was a lot of fun as well. And again, we kept inceptioning the inception of the inception in terms of conversation points. And, and we found a way really, cause usually I feel like we leave some plot threads when I've done that before we leave some threads open. We literally circled it back around and it was, a, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, if, I didn't lose everything. I would have actually split this up into two episodes. So I apologize. But just please beware. It cuts off abruptly at the end. And that these guys are so awesome. So go to Pack Rat Comics to check them out. But stay tuned to the GBG podcast because we'll have them back on at some point. And stay tuned because they're going to have their own podcast here pretty soon. And that's pretty freaking cool. Okay, enough of me blabbing away. I proudly present to you The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky, Episode 325, The Filler bad Fighters. And geeky. Okay, we're started. Uh, I feel weird about saying that because it's unnatural. Well, it's like Chris Hardwick. It's mm-hmm. like just catching the natural thing. But um, we're started. Uh, I'm Nick. Everyone announced for who they are going around the table. Hey, I'm Austin. I'm Anthony Corbett. And uh, originally, and this is fine, by the way. Originally, I was going to talk to Austin about working at Packrat and just anything he wanted to talk about. And then... Uh, he has his pal here. We're all just going to talk about anything and everything. I've basically want. worked at Packrat. I have before. I've done, I've done the POS system before. It's not that hard. <laughs> no, he isn't. He's a member of the family. 
Pack rat family. Well, th- well that's the thing is that don't have a shirt yet. That's the oh man, you gotta get a shirt. No, come on. Don't give me one. Um, no, and I love the shirt that Austin's wearing, by the way. The uh, the pack rat. Yeah, that was the last one for Halloween oh, Comic Fest. Yeah, mm-hmm. you get such awesome shirts here. Um, but no, it really is a family, which is which is pretty great. I really love that aspect of it too, and they treat the community like a family. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not. That's kissing <laughs> Jamie and Teresa, but it is very true. I don't, yeah. I, I don't say that in just. I very sincere. That was a kiss ass comment, <laughs> and uh, no, no. But they really do. They do such a great job. And uh, like you know, uh, I said this to them before when I had them. I was like, your comic shop is the first comic shop my wife didn't want to wanted to come into, and she felt like comfortable talking to people because the old trope of of you know people just. If you're a female, persuasion usually starts staring at you. It tends to be kind of rather true. I hate to say that, but it is true. And she's just like, yeah, I, I actually don't mind coming in sometimes. And she came in a few times without me, which I thought was... It's like, that's not fair. Why can't I go to Pack Rat? <laughs> Why did you invite me? Yeah. Very welcoming, very accepting. No, it they is. They care about all their customers, and they even wonder where they're at if they don't see them in a while. It's, that's really a family. No, right, and that's that's so awesome. Okay, but one of the things uh, I really wanted to, I talked to them about was like, what was your comic book story? Like, how did you get into comics? <laughs> now, it could be anything. Like, did you watch TV show first? And it was like, oh, it's based on a cart- comic book? It was and just one that. thing after another. But I would say if it started somewhere, it would start with TV shows when I was a kid. Okay. It was the like, like Batman what? Animated, Batman Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. Now, did you go to Batman the Animated Series comics? I and didn't. And then Batman? Or no, just it just got me interested in the universe. And... Okay. Um... Batman comics were easy to jump into when I did explore comics, but mm-hmm. it never was step-by-step step like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have an issue that you still, like, you might not have it anymore that you just like, oh, I wish I took better care of that. Like, that's my favorite issue. That kind of, like, it just kept things going. Uh, like, I mean, let me put it this way. Jamie fucking remembers the issue of Thor. It's like, yeah. Because, I, I mean, he's just like, he even hesitates. He's like, it's Thor, number two, th- something. I was like... Whoa! <laughs> that's awesome. You remember that? Oh, and that panel. That panel. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Like it's always just one of those things that you're just like, damn. So, did you have a book like that, or it's just more just no, very broad? For me, it's just the stories. Like I read it, mm-hmm. I'm like that was a well written story. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. What about? I know you don't do comics too my, much. My but. introduction though is '90s TV shows, mm-hmm. like animated Spider-Man, Batman, all that stuff. Uh, that's really how I got Spider-Man. into like comics. I'm not huge into like. Buying comics usually, I'll support it through the movies and through uh, mm-hmm. the animated series, just because that's why I like better. Yeah, my media. I'm dyslexic, so harder for me uh, to okay, read. Okay, I am. Okay, I am. How did they officially? Are you officially? I am fast. I'm sorry, not to derail about not comic books for that's a second, fine. but I kind of I feel like I, I I am too, but I've not officially until later in life. Uh, it's it's really expensive as an adult mm. to get those tests. Like it's like. 3,000 or something crazy yeah. like that because I'm horrible with numbers I'm I, I if you like if you show me like it's you know my family like Ohio is big on sports you know the Buckeyes oh, oh just a skosh but I like I school there so yeah Oof. well no yeah so like, like if but I remember <laughs> the coaches names usually but I can't remember if you look at the players unless they keep saying the name a lot I'm just like their numbers, I don't... That one guy? Yeah, that 29? one guy. And I, yeah. And then sometimes my mom still throws it out there. Like, I will call her. I was like, hey, uh, what time are you coming over, Nick? Oh, about uh, uh, 5 to 4. I do shit like that, and it's really hard for me to memorize stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and if I skim when I read, which is, yeah, so I'm just fascinated by that. Did they diagnose you early? Or? Yeah, so my father has dyslexia as well, and it's genetic. Mm-hmm. So I also was getting treated for a lot of, like, ADHD, ADD mm-hmm. kind of stuff as well. So that's how they, they found it as well. They were looking for all these things because I was a messed up child. Okay. A uh, little bit. Um, so that's really how it started. And then in grade school, I had an IEP, I think is what it's called. Yep. Where, yeah, yeah my, my wife's a teacher, so yeah. that's how I know, that's how I know about it. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I was diagnosed, and that I had to take like special classes. And then once I got to high school, I pretty it was pretty manageable after that. Mm-hmm. I still like do it. Like Austin will tell you, I'll mess up like numbers and letters and words all the time. Oh it's man, pretty awful. They'll make fun of me for it. <laughs> the actually well, the funny it, story yeah. is uh, they they didn't know I had dyslexia, so they would keep joking about it. And then I was like, I actually had dyslexia. <laughs> I'm actually dyslexic. My one friend, before we were recording, uh, my he's actually one of the co-hosts of the show occasionally, Nathan. He's the surly friend. Mm-hmm. He says he's colorblind. His sisters and his mom say he's not. But then, like, he will go into great details. Like, like your red hat looks grayish-green to me. What you would describe as grayish-green. I can't tell. Mm-hmm. I'm just used to what it... But I don't... We still don't know if he's full of shit or not. Yeah. But, like, no, that's a very real... Like, yeah, it's... So, uh, do you, do you still have ADHD, or, or is that really was it was just as dyslexia? It's mostly it's mostly because uh, you don't get rid of ADHD, but you know no. sometimes they miscategorize things. That's why I was asking. It was Sorry. it was kind of like well, we'll cut back into that in a second. A lot of yeah. comic book characters have these symptoms. People need to know. They do. <laughs> well, well, but here's the thing with comics is that. For someone with dyslexia, you can look at the pictures and mm-hmm. absorb that faster. It's definitely, it's definitely a lot and easier. And then go back into the to the words. And uh, I sometimes were like, I do like to read, but it, sometimes it's it is very much like a. I read a, a Michael Crian book in Jurassic Park. Uh, no, it was Timeline. I read the whole fucking Timeline, and when I watched the movie, I was like, that shit didn't happen in the book, even though the movie's horrible. I was like, that didn't happen. And then someone's like, yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, it did. I was like. What the fuck? So I went back and reread it, and I was like, "Would I fucking skim oh, through yeah, this shit? Like, I must have skimmed through a lot." Like, mm-hmm. but but no, comics is fascinating to me because years later I was like, "Is that why I maybe gravitated towards comic books when I would read?" Because mm-hmm. if I have a chance, like, I'll read the books I got tonight. While you know, do I want to read like the girl on the train or whatever just to read it? Sure, but will I jump on it? No, not necessarily. Like, I have to really be love the concept yeah. of the book to read it or something. It's, yeah, so I'm fascinated with that. So that's why I was, I was kind of tailing it back to the comments. Yeah. So. One, of the, one of the other things is uh, because I, I had, like, minor symptoms of ADD and ADHD, mm-hmm. so it wasn't, like, a lot. But that's why also because I was so antsy and I was also brought into video games very early. So I was always very interactive oh. with mm. things. And, like, comics and books just all blended together, even yeah. though they had pictures. It was just kind of like, oh, it's a picture book, cool. But I like these characters because I got to play them in video games later. Yeah. But I just couldn't get in. Also, I'm very weird about buying into lore. Like that's why, like a lot of comics will do the thing where they stop and then go and like. Oh or, like, yeah, the, like, they, going getting new all the number back one, is the new hard number. Part yeah, yeah. I I go with that. Well, that's why sometimes, and they'll never will, especially since they're now owned by DCN or uh, Warner Brothers and Disney. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll never stop. Which is sad, but there's sometimes it's like it's okay to end yeah. things, like, mm-hmm. but they never. I don't think they will, which is sad. But sometimes the end, they'll end those. <laughs> they ended Fantastic Four. <laughs> that's very that's very much true. For those who don't know in the audience, uh, you know, I've I've hopefully talked about it many times because it irks the shit out of me. Because 
Well, kind of and kind of doesn't. It just make I guess I get more pissed at Fox. Fox owns the rights to Fantastic Four and X Men. Disney now owns Marvel, and they're just like just the cinematic universe. Cinematic universe. Yeah, sorry to be clear. Thank you. And they're just like, oh well, we don't want to. And they also own the ancillary rights and profits from the toys of the movie. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, oh. Well, Disney's like, well, you can't do toys because there's no books that are going to help you sell the toys. And so, yeah. And I read that Fantastic Four run because I got into the Jonathan Hickman one, and it was good. And so I was like, I'll keep reading Fantastic Four, and it was okay. But then when they were like, oh, no, this is the last Fantastic Four story, and I read it, I was like, this is good story, but this is fucking bullshit. Come on, Disney. <laughs> and then I got then I was like, no, it's not Disney's fault. It's Fox. We're not. Look, Sony can play ball. Give us Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe. Give us. Yeah, so, but. Um, that was a yeah. hard-fought deal, though. It was for deal. years. Well, yeah. Well, for all we really know is that Spider-Man shows up in Captain America: Civil War. But really, it was just like, well, Kevin Feige, who runs the Marvel Cinematic Universe, actually worked on and produced, I think, Spider-Man and Spider-Man Two. Mm, the good ones. The good ones. The ones oh, that existed, really. Yeah. You know what? That third movie is the first fucking time I ever. And after the first, after Matrix Two and Three made me realize I do not need to complete a set. I refuse. refuse to buy, you haven't I refuse. No, oh, I. Well, so my one, my my one best man bought me bought me three as a gag gift for Christmas because he's oh, like, I know you hate it. No, for my birthday, someone bought me the Spider Man three like uh, soundtrack. It had like, <laughs> all the emo music on it. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, because anyone in the audience, Austin's emo. I would have never guessed that. <laughs> Super. No. no. Okay. Now here's the thing that pisses me off. Right. Okay. Which kind of ties into the soundtrack. I it's it's emo pop, but uh, I love Coconut Records. Mm -hmm. it, well, I like Jason Schwartzman. He used to be Phantom Planet, which is like alternative pop. Mm -hmm. um, for those in the audience, they did California from uh, what's that one TV? Oh, the OC. That's what people remember from. But they, they yeah. So, but Coconut Records is just Jason Schwartzman doing whatever the fuck he wants. Mm -hmm. And so he did a song in there with Kirsten Dunst called "Summer Day." And does she have a powerhouse voice? No, it's it's very measly. Like it's a summer day. Well, it's on the soundtrack of Spider-Man 3. What does Spider-Man 3 open up with? A fucking Broadway musical number with Kirsten Dunst's character's MJ singing to the stands. And it's, you can tell, you can tell, it is fucking dubbed over with someone that sounds nothing even closely remote to her. And I'm just going, well, that took me out of the movie, completely out of the movie. And that's when you knew the movie was bad. <laughs> well, actually, no, the theme was pretty bad because you can tell Danny Elfman was not, like, the theme just completely changes midway through the theme. And you're like... What the? It doesn't even sound cohesive. So bad. Like, like it, it just irks the shit out of me. I was like, oh no, you know what? It's just, it's okay. We got the rest of the movie, and then it just kept going. And then Peter, like, look, I'm fine with emo Peter, except for because thematically, it's the same exact scene in Spider-Man Two that Raimi did, where it's just the opposite. It's just different, which I get. I was like, oh, I see what you did there. Thematically different from Spider-Man Two. But then he beats MJ, and I'm like, Spider Peter would never do that. And if he did, it'd be he. Kill himself. Pretty much, yeah. yeah right. Anyway. Yeah, that was weird. I, I, okay. Let's move away from Spider-Man 3. Let's go to X-Men 3. Let's go to X- Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the better of the two. The better of the Not two. Not really. No. Well, okay, how about this? Okay. Here's a good question. Yeah. You want you want Fox to stop being an asshole. Do you think long-term long term it's better for fans uh, if, if it's all owned by the same person? That's Not necessarily owned. Look, Fox can still... Do the rights, but here's the thing. I think honestly, I think Kevin Feige, he's a fan, and he actually worked at Marvel. You know, he worked his way up through Marvel, producing and all that, and he's a fan of the stuff. Now, you could say that they have a very 
all the movies are the same, and I kind of agree with that critique. You know, Guardians is the first one I think that kind of broke the mold, and there are hints of the Guardians, what they get in Guardians, kind of seeping through the Civil War. Like, I remember Iron Man three; it just thought was oh. so strange to me. Now, see, I liked Iron Man three. I was, I was, I was. It, it wasn't, in my opinion, it wasn't great, but yeah. it was fine because you get the. A lot of people don't like how. Like yeah. his, always he wasn't very Tony Stark because he was depressed. But I was like, that shows character development, and also, but he still makes his quippy jokes. I yeah. like the movie. He still makes see, quippy I, jokes. I, I like <laughs> Iron Man well, too, though. A liar. No, 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 Iron Man too. Now, see, that to me is an example of we're just trying to. It's a tie into it. It's like Damn. Rogue One, but grand, but it, but Rogue, Rogue One was better. better. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. Well. Like. Yes. Like. There's a bunch of plot threads that are just kind of wandering up, around so everywhere, and they never fucking go anywhere with it. But. But, like, the soundtrack of Guardians. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a huge part of Guardians. Oh. And, like, I remember Iron Man 3, they started playing Blue, like, the song Blue. And I was like, they don't play music like that in the Marvel movie. And then, then Guardians, it's, like, all over the soundtrack. And now there's, like, Captain America, Civil War, they had, like, a, I think, a, a pop song. And I'm like... In Avengers, they had okay. the whole, like... They had lots of bands do uh, songs for it that weren't even in the oh, yeah, actual thing. Yeah, was, for, that was Age of Ultron, record. right? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just going like, okay. No, something. no, it wasn't Ultron. It oh, was, it, was it was the, the first, first one? one? Really? Yeah. I, okay, I did not know yeah. that. Okay. But I, that just... So I think is I think that... Now, granted, I do don't like that everyone owns just one thing because um, I don't know. Like, It gives us cool stuff. It gives us cool continuity. It does. But... But... Right. The main right. thing I think is they just don't have like a good person directing and like heading up their comic departments because like their Fantastic mo- uh, Four movies suck. The first one was oh, the yeah. best movie and it wasn't great. Well, it, it comes down to yeah, you need someone writing the ship and like with Marvel right now, you have for good or for bad Kevin Feige and and kind of he's doing like look what we do works. Let's keep doing what works and well, that's fine. Don't break it. But it's Fox not necessarily. Like, so just because you have something. Just because you have someone spearheading it that is doing a good job doesn't mean it's going to last. No, yeah, that's very much you true. Have DC Comics where Jeff Johns has his hand in everything, and some people don't like that he has his hand in everything. He has some really good stories. I love his uh, Teen Titans run. But, yeah, okay. But so I mean, let's, let's look into that for a second. great. Because I have a problem with DC. And, matter of fact, uh, Teresa got me into um, uh, The Court of Owls, uh, uh, Capullo and Snyder. Yep. And I actually need to I actually need to finish that at some point by the other sets for you guys. But um, but I got into it. Like, I love Batman. I grew up watching the animated series, like, and those are Red great. Red the shit. What's that? Red Hood's the shit. My oh, family. no, yeah. I like Red Hood. I, I love Batman. But there, I sometimes I just marvel. And I do like Jeff John's stories. Like, I read... Uh, one of the free comic book days was, I think, Man of Steel, a Superman Man of Steel, where I think his kid or something was buried underneath the, the vault or whatever. Like, that was the tease. Yeah. I got the next few issues. It was really great. But um, but I sometimes hear his schedule. It's almost like a George Lucas schedule, which is, I don't, first off, the books that you write, where are you fucking finding time for this? Because he's literally, it's like literally going, like, we're in the comic shop right now as we record this. We're near the front desk. It's like, over here is the uh, the... Uh, was it the League, League, uh, Justice League movie department? I'm gonna walk over there to the new comic book section. I'm gonna talk to the artist for these other projects I'm I'm managing, and I'm gonna walk over there. And do that. like, that's his entire day. He barely has any time to like. They I think it was comic book resources. They just want a day of Jeff Johns. I'm like, how the fuck does he write anything? And how does he have the time to make any really good decisions? Now Kevin Feige on every book though. 
I understand that, and that that's <laughs> he must what, do. The, he well, must no, that's that. true. Or he's just, <laughs> that's true. He just be like a producer. Like I have the I, I have well, I have the that's big identity of this, and someone else is gonna fill in the blanks. That's what he'll but be though. They have they have him on the movies and the TV shows. Finally, like. Consistently, that's what yeah. he'll be. He'll be a producer. Well, I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, the I've not enjoyed their their, their movies so not far, great. and uh, I'm the only one I've been super looking forward to is Wonder Woman, and it came out yesterday that that it, they someone saw a full cut of the movie and said it's actually worse than Man of St- or Batman versus Superman. I'm like, how okay. can it be worse? And that scares me. It's at least not worse than Suicide Squad. That's the important thing. That's, that's a valid I point. I think that's the bottom of but, the But barrel. here's... But, but here... But, okay, but here's the thing I'll take with that. I kind of relate Suicide Squad to a Transformers movie, which is... Mm. It's... You know what? The whole time I was like, you know what? This is not a bad way to spend 10 bucks and some popcorn. And at no point... Like, if you actually point out... The only thing that bothered me was like, why would the fucking Joker put up all those fucking knives? He is not that fucking quirky for a beautiful looking shot. I was just going like... I want to do a cool-looking shot. I'm going to throw some knives away, and the Joker will look fucking cool. And at no point does he start go, would the Joker do it, though? Really? <laughs> like, Because yeah. at that point, that screams, I might kill you with one of these knives. Don't act up. The Joker would just be like, hello, boys, let's have a, let's have a laugh. Who wants Chinese? And then kill you. And, that was and, good. That was no, good. Thank you. Good that's as far good. as I go. I, I love Hamill. I cannot. I, that's as... I literally just so I can good. do little bits of what's wrong, Batman? Have a bat in the belfry, <laughs> and I lose it at the laugh. I can't. I can't. I wish I could do it. He's such a hard voice to do. I love it. Oh man, have you heard his Trump tweets? Yes, so great. I love them. I was like, well, I well some, there was a fan, someone uh, animated it. A fan really? animated it, and they what? sat the Joker down. It's just like a, a black background, and it's a. Uh, it's it's like the original uh, Mark series? Hamill Joker. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fan animated. He's Put it with the audio, and it just looks awesome. Oh, cool. God. I... He's just sitting there talking, but, like, seeing the face, you know, move, mm-hmm. it just makes it better. I... Oh, yeah. Yeah. But Suicide Squad, though, I went in going, like, you know, okay, I'm not expecting Shakespeare, like, from mm-hmm. Man of Steel or Batman vs. Superman. And Batman vs. Superman, it was just little tiny, little tiny story choices that just blew me away. But here's the... I, I shit on DC a lot, and I really don't like doing that, because I want them to be better than Marvel. We want them to succeed, at least. Yeah, like, because I want more. You know what? Batman... I, I will say, Affleck was a great Batman, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And I think people shat all over him for no fucking... Well, they my did the same thing Batman to date. So you know what? I will go I with probably, I probably agree He is that. my favorite Batman, and like I a agree lot of with people that. have been like, you're just wrong. And I'm like, well, he is. Like, I understand what they're doing. Like, that is... You don't have to like Frank Miller, but like that was Dark Knight Returns. Like that was oh, yeah. that was Dark Knight Returns, and it was so cool to see it panel for panel and yeah. see his Batman. Like that scenes. one shot where you know it's the cover of, of the trade paperback mm-hmm. of him doing jumping from the moon. That was a great fucking shot, and to see them do that. And so again, Snyder Snyder visually had the movie was great, but there are little things I was like, if you just added five more scenes of that movie, I don't care if it was fucking two three hours longer, I would have it, it would have made way more sense because it, at that point you're not expecting Suicide Squad mm-hmm. you're expecting like like Man of Steel at the end of the day was a very well told movie I like Man of Steel I, like, yeah. I actually I walked out of that movie pleasantly surprised because I, yeah. I, I'm not a huge Superman fan but yeah. I walked in that movie I was like I didn't well, even want to come here that night Right, yeah. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, Superman and Captain America are those two characters mm-hmm. that they are just so goody goody that I the movies to me help me love them and I'm just like, I, like I'm watching Man of Steel or the Superman versus Batman. I was like, 
I do not like you, bro. Yeah. I kind of fucking... Like, Batman has every reason to fucking go after you. Like, he is actually the well-more-developed character here. And this is your sequel, technically. Like, yeah. this is technically his first movie. What the fuck? I just... Mm, anyway. But, uh, Which my main gripe about it is just that the... It's, like, two stories in one. I think it should have just... Three. Been, yeah, three, really. Like, oh, oh, yeah. there were too many additive scenes that really should have just been either... They fight a little bit in the beginning, and then it's Doomsday, or it's just them fighting the entire movie, and, like, and Doomsday and doesn't have a thing. Actually, there. well, that's the other thing, too. Like, Lex Luthor, I didn't have a problem with Eisenberg. Ooh, now, now that's, now, that's... A lot of people hate Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. My problem was, it was like... I actually thought it was a neat-weighted person character, but what's his fucking motivation? Like, the, well, they cut it out. Like, all his motivation it, for doing stuff is really it, cut out. Was it really officially? Because I saw mm-hmm. the one clip that got um, cut where it shows him... Uh, the guy who oh shit uh, it's it's their DC's version of Thanos uh, or let me rephrase it it's, it's their dark side dark it's not side. dark side it's 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 uh, well it's one of his dudes it's, uh, yeah, it's yeah, him, yeah, uh, yeah wolf and something yeah something he wolf. walks into him on the ship and he teleports mm-hmm. out and I was just like okay that's a cool scene it, like gives but... you the mother boxes and like gives you some perspective of like how he knows how to do certain things and like how to make Doomsday and, well like, that part that, that part was fine I'm talking about just like. Why is he mad at Superman or any of the supers? They don't discuss that at all. Like, he has a weird human versus god complex, I guess. Well, but he like, does, does he think his dad is god? But see, that's what I'm saying. They hint at that, like, my dad slapped me around in this room. This is my father's room. I kept it exactly immaculate. I'm like, okay, ooh, this is going to be a good payoff, and then it never does anything. I'm like, okay. It's like, so he got slapped by his daddy, and now he hates Superman? That's kind of how it reads. I, that's me. But I, but I see, I loved his performance, though. Mm-hmm. So I just wish they had more. And also, they—I I think they did cut this stuff out where um, he actually was enjoying being Superman, and that's my other complaint because I have no complaint with Mark uh, Henry Cavill. No, I think great. he's actually good. The problem is, it's like Superman enjoys being saving people. Like he enjoys being good. And like, and if you watch Batman vs Superman, he's like he's emo Peter Parker. Did you see? <laughs> did you see the Supergirl rendition of Superman? Oh no! I see. That's what I'm saying. DC it's, is doing TV right. TV is right for them. Though oh, uh, the, the Marvel has like the Netflix kind of thing going, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But the, the TV still for DC is just phenomenally better. Did you guys see Ghost Rider this year on Marvel or Agents of Shield? I am not watching that show even once. Shield. Not even once. I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. lie. If you, if I'm not gonna lie, in retrospect, if you watch Agents of Shield now, eh, unless you get to the Ghost Rider stuff. It's okay. It's not great. It, it's just like it's just like Coulson. Coulson's awesome. I like Coulson. But if you were watching it as it was airing with uh, uh, Winter Soldier, that was some great mm-hmm. shit. Because the whole time you're like, Shield is good. Shield is good. And literally the the week that uh, Winter Soldier opened, it ended with a clip from Winter Soldier where Coulson's like, I am so tired of being passed around by Nick Fury. Every time I want to talk to Nick Fury, he fucking or, you know says I'm doing whatever else. What's so important that Nick Fury's doing? It shows him in the car from in Winter Soldier right uh-huh. before he gets blown up by oh, the... Oh, wow. Right, because you, you, you remember, he's trying to talk to somebody on the phone. Yeah, yeah, He's like, yeah, yeah. let me get a hold of this person. And all of a sudden, Winter Soldier blows him up, and that's how it ends. And he goes, Ooh. and now, for the continuation of this, watch Winter Soldier. That's so cool. And then Pretty the cool. next week, yeah. Ward, one of the, Ward is the bad guy. And you're like, what? He's a, he's a Hydra agent? So we've been watching Hydra this whole... Yeah, yeah and then yeah, you're yeah. just a boom. If you watch it now, you're like, well, you get the same response? Probably not. Yeah. But they did Ghost Rider, surprisingly well. They did the new one to the, the race car driver. Back? Is that what happened? Was, is, that how, is that how they made no, it? No, no. Oh, that would have been... <laughs> see, well, here's the thing. They leave it possibly vague, which is... You see his flashback of how he became Ghost Rider, which is you see this 
figure walk up, and all of a sudden uh, you you hear you see the flame kind of away from that, and then he passes it on to Rich Richie, ah. and, and he's like uh, he's like that's the Good Samaritan, and I'm like that's fucking Johnny Blaze. It could be Nick Cage if they could afford it. But apparently the effects were way too expensive. So, like, yeah. Ghost Rider's gone for this season. We're going to focus on the LMDs. Okay. So, but... They'll eventually bring in... Do they have Inhumans on there now, or...? Well, yeah, Daisy uh, Quake is an Inhuman. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, that was the thing. That's their new mutants. Basically, yeah. yeah that's, which what that's what the whole cinematic universe is also leading up to, just, I think, to be the second part after Thanos, is Inhumans will now arrive. That'll be the new thing. Right. Well, just I like hurting how, their X Men franchise, though. They, oh, I agree. They, but well, that's why I'm just like Fox needs to play ball. In my, that's why it leads down to like you're really, you're making you're making Marvel do stupid shit that they shouldn't be doing, kind of with that stuff. And it's hard. It's hard to pick sides on that because it's like oh, it is. You don't mm-hmm. want like I know that long term I would probably find a lot of things I to complain about with Marvel owning all of these things. Oh yeah. Or the cinematic rights. Oh, well, I'm a big ninja. I'm a Ninja Turtle nut, too. <laughs> I, yeah, but I'm just like Paramount. They sometimes do the weirdest stuff with the Turtle franchise, and I'm like, well, actually, the movies are a good example. I have no idea why they... Well, I know why. Michael Bay means money. I know that's why they did that, but I'm like, I, I, I can't even approach that first movie as a Suicide Squad kind of vibe where, like, there's so many plot holes, like, it, it, it hurts my brain. It's not even the Transformers level yeah. worthy, but now the second one was. I walked. I was like, "Oh, they're doing the '80s cartoon, and they're doing a good job of it." I, I like the second one. Like at Bebop, Rocksteady, they threw Casey Jones in there, which was like, oh, "That's Mirage," but okay. I like. I like. So. I like how I like the actor for him because he's Arrow. Oh yeah. Uh, Shit, what's his name? Stephen Harfell. Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fucking boss. Oh, yeah, he's pretty cool. And you know, even Megan Fox was okay in the second one. She's she, she actually, yeah, she's Megan Fox. She's She's good on uh, New Girl. Surprisingly, hmm. she can show she can kind of act on New. Girl. I mean, she's still the sexy girl, but a New Girl it feels weird saying New Girl sexy girl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like Zoe Deschanel. I think she's hot, but she's not Megan Fox. Huh? No. Sorry, Zoe. Call me later. Um, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> but um, so. What other comics do you read now? Like, you have you matured past from the, the superhero, the capes, as if it were? I dove into, like, all the great superhero stories that people told me to read when yeah. I started working here. Yeah. So, because, like, no, to get back to, like, the earlier question, I... Yeah. When I was growing up, no one bought me comic books. I never went to a comic mm-hmm. book store. I watched the TV shows, played the video games. Yeah. Played card games, um, but got really into it in, like, middle school and high school. Um, and when I started working here years ago I dove into all the great stories mm-hmm. but now I'm at the point where I found what I like I know what genre I like I know what kind of writing I like and now I'm mostly reading independent stories see well, okay, so what's <laughs> that what's that not superhero books. what's that image comics <laughs> well, you, well but yeah does Dark Horse still do some stuff too yeah, Dark, yeah. yeah. they did a Witcher spinoff right I think it was them. so we they yeah they also they do a lot of video game titles but um they also did Black Hammer by Jeff Lemire which I like Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did they did Fear Agent, which is what's on my arm. They recommender. Okay. Oh, I um, like Remender. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he created Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, Buck, brought Bucky back. Yeah. He um isn't he doing a crime? Is that what you're telling? Is, was Dean isn't doing a crime comic too, or is that just Hickman? I think I thought it's like I thought it's through Image, because um, I follow him on Twitter and they kind of plug stuff here and there. 
or I don't know if Remender's doing a crime book right now. I know he's doing a fantasy book. Is he doing? A fa- is that what it is? Yeah, Seven to okay. Eternity. Okay, okay. Oh, well, that's the great thing about some of the independent books is that which I admittedly suck at. I I do. Um, there was a great in, uh, indie book. I think it was done through Image called. Uh, oh, I'm gonna feel really stupid doing this. I think Ada and Alex and Ada. And that blew me away. Like, uh, my one friend got it in his bento, comic bento box or whatever. And I was like, really? He's like, it's phenomenal. You need to read it. And I was like, okay. And I read it. I was like, damn, it's really fucking It good. actually has a really good following, and I haven't checked it out yet. But I know what it is. I know exactly what it looks yeah. like. No, it, it's a really good. And so, like, and I always get surprised. I don't even know why I get surprised by that. Like, um, uh, I think... Uh, Something Bastards is a book that Jamie was telling me Southern about. Bastards Southern by Bastards by Jason Aaron. Have you read that any? Or yes. It, is it good? It's amazing. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I kind of want to read that, but I have to... And actually, I remember I went home after I, I it, uh, we talked about that, and there's like four or five graphic novels for already collected collected books of it. So it's just a matter of jumping in and then keep keeping up with it. But... Um, but so, what other books that you read now? Then they're all so, independent. So, but what a lot are of the independent books? ones that I'm reading are. So I am actually I haven't read the second issue yet, but I really enjoyed the first issue of the dual book by Jeff Lemire and Scott Snyder called Eighty After Death. It's that big one up there in the blue. Um, oh, is that all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It is. It's kind of like a a, no, a novel, but it has pictures with it. There are times where it breaks into panels, but sometimes it feels like a like a a picture book with like. A big blur, like a big, you know, article at the top. Okay. Um, but I really enjoy it. It's a, you have to really sit down and take it in. Uh, right. Um, the first issue was great. Um, I'm reading that. I'm reading Snot Girl by Brian O'Malley. It's how is that? <laughs> it is great. I w- I like to. I didn't know that was by O'Malley of all things. Yeah, it is about a fashion blogger who gets who gets herself into like this weird mystery mess of like. Um, Snot. Yeah, and she she's so just what's, so okay. Ran- I, sorry, when you when I hear snot, I think of something. For those who are like me, what is the snot girl? Is that officially snot? Okay, so her name is Snot Girl because so pretty much her aesthetic is like a, a beautiful fashion blogger. She has green hair, um, but looks like her, her her little secret is that she has really bad allergies, and when her medication wears off, she's a a, a snotty mess. So okay, that's what it meant. What I thought it meant. Okay, mm-hmm. I just well, but every time you see like right now, I'm looking at a cover and it's just these two hot girls kind of hugging each other. Yeah, and I've seen other covers for Snot Girl and it looks somewhat similar. You don't see you, there's not snot everywhere. I'm like, okay, it's glasses with things running out of her nose. It's 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 an independent book, so I'm like, oh, how are they cleverly? Is, is does she have like a snotty feeling on life or what, what's <laughs> you don't know? Like anyway, she has green hair. What's the artistic view of this? Well, you have to sometimes, you know. Yeah. It's almost like all films in the 90s. Like, Kevin Smith talked about this with Clerks. He's like, the original name of Clerks, he's like, well, originally I killed Dante because that's what you do. You kill your lead. <laughs> and you're like, and if you watch the scene, like, it's a, it makes sense. And you're just like, oh, that's a horrible ending. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, so you just look at it like, is it an indie comic book? Is it trying to do something? Because that's the best thing, too, is that you can do unique stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you can kill a character in the first few pages that mm-hmm. looks like the lead. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, this one's just like yeah, pretty forward. <laughs> yeah. This one's pretty forward. It's a lot of a lot of fun because she has so much internal monologue that's just rampant and ridiculous because she just rambles and rambles and rambles like uh, kind of like how a fashion blogger you would expect them to talk. Yeah. <laughs> and, but it's just like it's definitely like over the top. 
Um, have you read Zero One? I think it's Zero One Seconds by O'Malley. No, I haven't. I have the book because I love Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, and then I never read it. Like I still have it. Every once in a while, like I'm like being something. I'm like I really need to read that book mm-hmm. because I bought it like right when it came out, and I still haven't. Because so, I like O'Malley, like I, I've bought all the color versions and the black and white versions of Scott Pilgrim because they're they're just so good. Yeah. So I now is it in color too? Or is it black and it's white? It's in color. Nice. Okay. Okay. It's really good. It's on issue five. Um, there's a, there should be a trade paperback probably by next month. Okay. Cool. Because I really want to. Snot Girl does sound really really interesting. I might have to. I'm trying to see. This is a sad thing too. As you get older, you your budget goes up and down. So it's just like I have to cut down on titles, but I want to keep yeah. adding titles. So, ah. um, so but okay. So Snot Girl, um, what uh, and the I'm one reading, by Snyder. What, what else? I'm you reading got? Monstrous, which it's pretty popular. Um, I've heard of that. What is it? Monstrous. It is. I can't remember who writes it, but it's an image book. It's a phenomenal world building. It's about like yeah. It's like arcane mystics and like animal people yeah a lot of animal people but it's very dark and mature uh, I was giving it so you could read the author but yeah the writer. Uh, Leo and Takeda oh my goodness but the um the story so far the world building is just insane in this that's my favorite part like there's it's, everything seems like it has a it fits it in a certain place you know um, oh my gosh! And the artwork is absolutely gorgeous. It is very. Uh, I don't know if you would want to say Japanese inspired. Oh no, I would. I would totally say that. Yeah. I mean, there's a very beautiful artwork, and there's a drawing of a cute anime cat thing. Yeah. Well, a god probably. Cats, it's children like, of Ubatsi. Like Lots of tails. Yeah. Um, Seven to Eternity. I'm reading that. That's the new Rick Remender book. It's about okay. uh, family and what he, what he'll compromise for his what values he'll compromise to gain a better. Like a hitman kind of uh, thing? Or? Kind of. It's a completely fantasy-related book, so oh, there's a lot of magic in it. Ooh. Oh, magic! Oh, oh. It's uh, Reborn by Mark Millar. I'm reading that. And Greg Capullo. God, I hate when you say Reborn. Okay, uh, wait. <laughs> That's, you know, kick-ass Mark Millar. Yeah. Well, what is it again? Reborn. So, the first issue... Your so, whole job the rest of the evening is just picking up books and bringing them over to us. I feel kind of bad. It's second row. So, Reborn... Actually, like I had no idea what it was about when I yeah. read the first issue, and I was very, very happy, like very surprised. Um, Does it take place in Miller World universe where like Kickass exists or whatever? Or no? Well, not that I know of. <laughs> no. Oh, that, okay, cool. Uh, I'm three issues in. And, uh, it's in a land far, far away. So, pretty much the first issue is just like it's okay, just like yeah, this is awesome. I don't know. I don't want to give it away for anyone who hasn't read the, the first. No, issue. No, yeah, please don't. But I, I will just say that he is correct. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's very world far far away and i would say it's a little yep. bit of everything like it's star wars there's dragons there's it looks like there are guns i can tell people the main concept it's pretty much just like what happens when you pass away that's Ooh. it's that's the that's the what the book is about oh uh, and- to be honest i didn't i just took a get, stab in the dark at that i didn't know what it was about but that actually sounds really interesting like yeah and it's yeah you said capullo which he is phenomenal he's great I really and, and that's awesome about Miller because every time I hear him talk, because uh, I got into him through Kickass and then mm-hmm. I read um, Nemesis, mm-hmm. which that ending blew me away. I was just like, oh shit! But he, he kind of talks that all his stuff always kind of ties together. It's like the Pixar United theory; like yeah, they yeah. all kind of 
So that's why I was asking it's about possible. that. possible. We're, we're too Maybe early they, to really Maybe know. when his kick-ass characters die, they go there. They just haven't died yet. That's crazy. That's a, that's a good... Mm, oh, here's a good one. I'm also re- reading Lake of Fire. The fourth row. Um, <laughs> the, this one's this one's great. Fourth row, Lake of Fire. Oh, I see it. It's right in... Yeah. yeah. Nope. Uh, what? Well, that's oh, yeah, that one. one of them. That's good. Um, the Lake of Fire is yeah. like the, the, the Catholic Crusades, but Ooh. imagine they ran into aliens during the Crusades. <laughs> What about, like, cowboys and aliens, hopefully? No, just aliens. Um, okay, can I tell you a story about cowboys? So they're on these missions, and, like, <sighs> people start dying, and it's disappearing, and they find out it's aliens, and it's it's amazing. You know, not to go in it, but let me tell you something about cowboys and aliens. <laughs> I did a webcomic back in the tangents. day. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> uh, but that's the beauty of podcasting. Um, I did a, pod, uh, a, a webcomic, and we used to go to MegaCon in Florida, and there was a whole group of us. We ran out two tables. I remember the first year I went to MegaCon, uh, DrunkDuck.com was the webcomic whatever. They we were all part of that group. That's how we all met. And they just got bought by Platinum Studios, which, ooh, yeah, he knows. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. But Platinum Studios also, it's kind of like Mr. Trump. He has a lot of bad business deals, all kinds of stuff. It goes out, yeah, bankruptcies. But the big thing they were pushing since they bought DrunkDuck, and they were pushing it on the DrunkDuck users and pushing it on the artists was – Cowboys and aliens. And to the point where when we showed up, as long as we promoted Drunk Duck, we were there, we got a free graphic novel. And it was a shitty book. The shitty goddamn book. The movie is phenomenal compared to that fucking book. And the movie wasn't great. It is not it great. great. It was not great. It was, it, I was like, so. damn Craig, very good actor. I was really excited for that movie. You were very excited. Dude, it's the first time I saw Harrison <laughs> Ford and I was like, I don't want to cry because you're actually good in a movie again. <laughs> Because he was the best part of that whole goddamn movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, he's because look, there's a time where actually I can tell you is that movie he made with his now wife Anne Hesh. God mm-hmm. love him. But six days and seven nights, his whole I don't know. He's he just got a vibe of like I don't know. I just don't really like doing this. I just do it. Like you know, he wasn't really acting. I felt like and ever since then, all his movies sucked. Then he did Cowboys versus Aliens. I was like, Harrison Ford's kind of coming back. Like, all right. And then he did some other movie with J.J. Uh, Abrams produced Morning Glory. He played the news reporter. Really fucking good in that. And then he, then we have Han Solo. and Maybe we'll get an Indiana Jones 4. See what you did there. Yeah. See what you did there. <laughs> yes. Hopefully we will. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. But, no, that's... Oh. Just put Chris Patton in it, though. I mean, really? just... He's just so good. He's just good in everything. Okay, as long as you put him in there with Harrison oh, Ford. Oh, yeah. Okay. Harrison Ford has to, to pass the to be torch. like his dad. Like his yeah. actual dad. Oh, so you're saying? Yeah, yeah, okay. he hasn't had a child yet. We that just saw him. True. We just saw That's him trying to get married in some way. But that was this it. is his real son. Yeah, the real son that you know. If he did have another movie and a son in that one, that this would be the real one to counteract that. But this is when he grows up. Oh uh, yeah, I know. I <laughs> I just kind of I I well I still kind of wish Han Solo was kicking it old school. Uh, but that's I know. I'm totally fine with him. Hit on the bucket. <laughs> I spoilers. I, yeah, spoiler alert. A movie was out two years ago. Fucking Han Solo died. <laughs> well, Princess Leia's gonna be sadly. <sighs> that broke my that's heart. That's a conversation. Yeah. Oh man. It's a conversation. No, like. I, okay, so uh, the char- as the character. Yeah. I already assumed for a while now that they were gonna kill that character in this upcoming movie. So I'm sure I'm like sure that they pretty sure. 
I don't have any, like, sources on this. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, he said he looked right in the mic like, I'm being serious. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure they, pro- they probably filmed her death. But that, I could be wrong. They might not have been playing a killer in this well, movie. Well, the Rumors. way they were talking mm-hmm. is that, you know, officially, like, like, how do we finish the third movie without her? Because it was all gearing up to Leia, like, kind of like it was Luke versus Vader. It really was possibly Rey and Leia versus uh, Ben. And about like what you've done, and you know, bringing him back to the light. And I'm just like, and he's like, now there's no Leia to do that. Like, it's kind of very open. And that's why they had that big meme: do yeah. we CGI or not? And people just were like, no, don't do what you did to Tarkin. Like, that's kind of okay. Not, don't do that to Princess Leia. Yeah, which I was like, kind of they already did, but she officially affirmed confirmed that one, and I think she mm-hmm. helped out with it. But oh man, I really I, think if, if if she was supposed to be a bigger character, they just need to rewrite it. In my personal, well, opinion. she'll probably die off screen, or which something. is fine. Or yeah. like like just say mm-hmm. like she retires and like she just became so like she couldn't take it anymore and she had to just go away. Something uh, like that. I don't Debbie. know. Debbie, and then her mom died. A day I would. Later. I hope that Jeez. if it does dramatically change the story, that I get to know what they were, were going. You, you'll oh, never I know. think. I don't I, think you'll ever know. In an interview, you don't, don't think they'll tell us? I think J.J. Abrams might say something because he's J.J. Abrams, but mm. he's not officially hardcore involved too much anymore. anymore. Yeah. yeah, like, I think he's one of those guys, like, how do you think we're doing over here? And he's like, oh, you're doing great. Maybe do this and this, and then he walks away. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because like, he's, like, stuff. Jeff Johns, his name on everything. Kind of, yeah. I don't know if he'll have his name. They put J.J. Abrams' name on it. Just be, uh. Well, yeah, I don't think well, he'll have his name on this one. They, I listened they, to him on Nerdist, and they were talking about Star Wars and something. He's like, look, because I didn't know he produced Westworld on HBO. Yeah, I had yeah. no idea he did that. But he's like, I was really working on on Star Wars, and then all my time was also on Westworld. And there's this other show. I really don't want to say what it is. And I found out later, he's like, he's talking about Person of Interest. He's like... Hmm. I was so focused on the other stuff, I dropped the ball on protecting that show and making sure this, like, the stories were great, but I wasn't doing interference with the networks and the people involved getting the show out there, and, and now it's, it's canceled. And I'm just going like, oh, shit. And that was a great show. But I was like, but I, you kind of think of him, see, Spielberg does all that shit, though. Like, he was on, uh, was it, uh, what's that one TV show? It was the Alien show. Something skies, first sky. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. he was doing shit on the set, and he's like watching dailies of stuff. Like he did that back in the day with Animaniacs. It still blows their minds. Like he's in uh, Germany right now shooting Schindler's List. He's watching dailies of Animaniacs right now. He loves everything except for maybe more Pinky in the Brain. And you're just like, what? That's so cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, but so maybe Abrams is doing that because Abrams is our Spielberg. Kind of, yeah. I, I just feel like they they made such a big pull to be like, he's not gonna be attached a lot to this and like we're gonna have these other guys who are gonna do stuff too and kind of yeah. like diversify it well i what, well yeah go ahead what was it that reminds me the same guy that what was it the guy that did the suicide squad movie is doing the the justice league movie david uh, what's his name david, david uh Ayer? Ayers? yeah he's uh, is, doing is, the, is he doing justice he's league? Doing, I, thought, I thought that was Snyder. maybe he's doing no, the suicide Snyder. squad sequel I know Snyder's not doing Justice League, I don't think. I think he's just producing Point it, is, but I don't know. they brought the guy back from the Suicide Squad movie. Which, is, in, in a lot of ways, after you hear of all the trouble they had with that, editing-wise, with the final cut of the movie, I'm that makes me kind of happy. Because usually when that stuff happens, like Gareth Edwards, some of the stuff they, that went on with Rogue One, it's kind of interesting to hear. Like, like he's getting credited with the success of the movie, but it's like they brought a second director in who was the first AD, to do all the reshoots. Yeah. And I'm going like, okay, that's interesting. I, I, I mean, here's the thing. I like Eric Edwards. I loved his Godzilla. 
There's some major story problems with it, but he it looked beautiful, and Rogue One looked beautiful, but story-wise, I don't... Yeah. Are you ready to completely derail? Of course. Rank your Star Wars movies. <laughs> oh, okay. You know what? Let me piss all of you off and all the people in the audience off. My number one is Return of the Jedi. Number two is Empire... Number three is four. Okay. Well, usually, well, everyone. Star Wars is one of those things. It's like Empire's always won. If you don't, it, you're wrong. And I'm like, okay. We'll get to. to (laughs) Oh, he's got. He's gearing up. He's gearing up. I also have a different opinion that most people don't like. Uh, And then I would. I would say backwards. (laughs) Shit, I forgot episode seven. Okay, hold on. Let me start over again. So best to worst. Six. uh, Six Empire. Uh, I'm gonna say seven, four, three, two. Oh, fucking Rogue One. Let's not count Rogue well, One. Well, I count right Rogue now. One. Nope, three, you one. have to. Really? Okay. It's been enough time. How many times have you seen Rogue One? Three times. All right. And have you? When was the last time you watched uh, Force Awakens? Probably a few weeks ago. All right. Then yeah, you can make this. Okay. You can okay. you All can right. make this decision. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> he is gearing up. He wants it. Oh, yeah, okay. So the problem is I got to remember them all. Okay, so it's not that hard to remember all. Well, it is. Well, it's it's like like well, Rogue One kind of just came out, and it's oh, not yeah. like in my you know what I mean. Yeah, so it's yeah, just yeah. like nine shit. movies. You got to get nine. Oh, and, and I mean, nine. I guess if if it's Did I miscount. It's, do you want to do this critically, or do you want to do this nostalgically, or do you want to do a mix oh, of both? Oh, I don't think it's nostalgically at all. On, okay. To me, to me, right. like so critically is your to, ranked to, for for me as a his personal critic, preference. My personal preference, yeah, critic, critically. critically. Well, let's no. He's he's sure, thinking about it critically. Um, I would say six, five, seven, Rogue One, four, three, two, one. Yeah, because okay, at the not- end of the day, one, four, as much as I love it, has a lot of little plot things here and there. The acting's inconsistent. Like Carrie Fisher's like, I'm in England going to school in England, and I so I kind of have a British accent, and then it disappears on the next scene. And you're like, okay. You know, like there's the joke Mark Hamill says. It's like, well, George, we just came out of the garbage compactor. Our hair should be all wet. And then he's like, kid, this is not that type of movie. Just shut up and shoot the scene. It's yeah. like... Don't George doesn't care. <laughs> like, good point. It's so yeah. But then Empire, the story actually makes more sense. And then I actually like Jedi a lot more because it completes the story of father and son. And actually, and to, also let's do this critically. <laughs> critically, I like the one. I like Return of the Jedi as number one that has that no fucking goddamn scream no at the end because it ruins the entire visual scene that you're watching and completely steals the emotion from it. I know what he's trying to do. It's like Raimi in Spider-Man 3. Fucking Emo Vader. We don't need Emo Vader. We got that in Episode 3. We need just fucking... Because it's all... It's really haunting how a few flats of just light going like this, when needed, when cued, and John Williams' score of just the visual of Vader's... We know exactly what he's feeling, exactly what's happening, and then as the music hits, you see Vader turn on the Emperor. And you're like... And then you add common sense into the thing. If he says no, the emperor's going to be like, "What's that?" And start turning towards <laughs> you. You're like, you're like, no. like, like. If you're pacing that way, and I just go, "No," that means I'm coming at you. Huh? <laughs> Something's happening over here. Let's turn and face it. Or he'll just be like, "What's going on over that?" Oh, I'm going to come at you. Oh. Right. And that, but but it's it it, it it just completely feels the thunder. Of that Vader did <laughs> that no, no pun intended. Thunder, lightning. Yeah, did yeah, you yeah. say three, two, one? 
Yeah, he's oh, a yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess. And, and those movies have a lot of problems. I'm being kind. To th- Actually, if I could lump all of them together at once, I would, but I can't. Because they do get better with each movie. Let me let me give my unpopular <laughs> opinion. I actually really like three, but mostly because of the lightsaber battles. Because you never get that in any of the the actual original trilogy. You get like little hits in this because well, of the time. Period. I will go with that too. But that but see, I think that George just one day just fucking changes mind. He's like, I don't want it to be like a King Arthur sword, which is the whole point. That's why they take slow whatever. Well, it's, it's I want it to be samurai, samurai yeah. fast like ninja swords. I'm like. That completely changes four through six. I have yes. a love hate relationship with the two different lightsaber battles, because it's split, but pretty. Uh, in episode I, three, it's right? beautifully choreographed. In episode. Please.